Hello, and welcome to Musings from the Mystics. I'm Marty. And I'm Maria Elena, your guides on this crazy cosmic roller coaster ride we call life. Each episode, we share our perspectives, opinions, and musings on how to enjoy the ride. So join us to awaken, empower, and expand your mind outside of the third dimension. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. Every few weeks, we'll be doing some guest interviews. Today, we are sharing a special interview with astrologer and intuitive mystic, Maria Alejandra. We recorded this interview on Zoom a couple of weeks ago. You'll notice some glitches in the recording, and we apologize. But please know you aren't missing anything important or relevant to the conversation. We hope you enjoy this insight into what's in store for 2024. We are here introducing Maria Alejandra, and she is also known as M.A. She works as a coach and cosmic guide. Her work bridges the realms of magic, leadership, and transforming ideas into form. M.A. approaches her work through a lens of optimism, self-advocacy, and mysticism, so that we may all find the courage to bring our deepest gifts into the world. She is the host of a YouTube channel and podcast, both called Walking in Magic. She is a wife, a mother, and wife and caregiver of an ALS warrior. I personally know M.A. and have worked with her, and she is truly someone who is authentic and walks her talk and is magical and awesome. I love her dearly. Um, so we will be including some links so you can follow her if you want to know more about her. So the reason we've brought her on today is because she's also a very intuitive astrologer. And we want to give you some heads up and some insight into 2024. So let's get started maria what's our first question all right so our first question for you is what is the overall theme for 2024 mm. well hello ladies i love that we're <laughs> jumping like right into the juice let's not waste <laughs> any time but thank you for being for uh, allowing me the opportunity to sit with both of you i'm delighted to have this conversation and let's let's really get empowered uh for 2024 because it's a big big year um in a lot of personal dimensions and collective dimensions as every year is, but this one is coming supercharged. And I think the more we work with the energies consciously, always the more growth, you know, that we're going to um, uh, experience. So the big theme for 2024 is in the realm of uh, self-advocacy there's two big themes. So there's self-advocacy and there's um, what I'm calling a new emphasis on breaks. Um, so self-advocacy really is um, has to do with the realm of what the North Node and Aries is supporting us with. We've been working with this energy from mid-2023 and I'm feeling it's been like a preview of coming attractions. This is an energy that asks the question, who am I? Who am I? No, who am I really? No, but really, really, who am I? Time and time and time again. Are you saying we can't hide from who we are? Is that what's happening here? Not, not, not now. No, I mean, we can, but we're going to lose uh, a really cool opportunity and be knocking, especially for those of us that are leaning into these conversations of, you know, really bridging like the known and the unknown, um, as you guys are doing in this space specifically and opening up to this mystical life, that is something we should be like, you know, ready and willing to approach. When I first started tapping into this energy early last year, and even in, at the end of 2022, I was feeling into this like big, who am I? One of the things that I've noticed over time, the more I've leaned into my gifts is um, that I can sort of see upcoming threads that are coming that may not be fully like formalized yet in our consciousness, but they're kind of like glimpses and whispers. And it took me a while, you know, we work, I think when we're diving into this work, it's like we're working on way bigger cycles than we always realize because our, our sure. brains want to focus on like, you know, the here and now that, which right. yes, 
just our, our tiny little piece of right, the world, but a, there's much larger themes at play here. Yes. And and when we look, well, oh, I'm working with way bigger cycles here, it can give us a breath of like, oh, understanding how things play out over time. So this theme, when it first popped up for me, it really felt like the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland sitting on the mushroom and asking her, who are you? Mm. Who are you time and time again? And she's, she's answering, right? With all the things that we've been trained to answer the who are you question. And he's relentless and to the point of being very annoying. <laughs> uh, and he gets exasperated at the end and becomes a butterfly and puffs his way out into the sky. And <laughs> that's what we don't want to happen ultimately with this opportunity. We want to engage in the conversation with a caterpillar in a way where we go through the first sort of BS layers of like, well, yes, my name is this and I do this and I live here and I da da blah, blah. And then we keep getting deeper and deeper, which is the work of just, you know, sourcing and mining who we who we are and and why we are, you know, this big question of like, why am I here? And all this, of course, we're connected to our calling and our purpose. And so that's a big one. And self-advocacy comes in in multiple layers that I'm going to be exploring over the next couple of months in a few videos that I have planned and sort of deep dive conversations because it's in the realm of, yes, advocating for self, meaning what do I need? What do I want? What do I desire um, that comes from an authentic place of really understanding that and radiating that out, which for a lot of us can be very crunchy territory around really asking for what we need in the world. Um, we all know the baggage that comes with the word selfish. And so selfish is not good or bad. It's just a word. But self-advocacy brings in another dimension of how we approach really being uncompromising with ourselves, like self, capital S self, and also just how we move in the world. And it also brings a layer of absolute responsibility for you creating your life period, full stop. So if you advocate for yourself, then all of a sudden, nobody else can fill in any void for you. Nobody else can come patch in and do the work. It comes back to you. So it is ultimately one of the most responsible and caring things that we can do collectively. Is there going to be, uh, is, yeah. it got, is that like through the whole year? Is it going to amp up? Yes. Is there, peak, is there a peak? Like, all right. That, well, I, that time. is through the, for sure time, the whole year for sure, okay. uh, conversation for the whole year, we will have a very dynamic peak in uh, April. April 20th is a big day. There is a Jupiter and Uranus, Uranus meeting in the sky. And this is the point where a new dawn breaks. That's the other thread. But when what's going to happen there is, you know, I love to say we moments that are like before and after moments. It's like, something sort of breaks off and a new chapter starts and our willingness to basically jump into the new chapter and not go back and backtrack, but rather just sit with the new Uranus and Jupiter are energies of future visioning. Jupiter is the most optimistic faith-based planet. He wants to give you all the goodies when you work with him consciously and have faith in yourself. And Uranus is the rebel genius of the group. He's the freedom seeker. He wants to disrupt and anything and everything, he, she, they want to disrupt anything and everything in order to take us from our conditioned self to who we truly are, to our essence. So this is where we ask ourselves, what is the big, bold vision for my future? And that's a question we're asking all the time if we're in the space, right? But that's a time where we're off and be prepared. Say that again, because we lost you. Um. So that's a time when all bets are off. So be prepared for, so sitting with what is the big, the big, bold vision of my future, because these are two planets that speak of future visions, but they will also require a disruption in how you've been operating. So if we interlace that question with the who am I dialogue, the self-advocacy, we can expect a period of time during mid-April to let's say like mid May, um, where, you know, that's going to be like extra potent and there would be like this new beginning that might catch us by surprise or in some, in some way will be, will be big and profound, but the North node in Aries and just a quick, you know, North nodes, 
we have a, a personal North Node conversation in our Australia, which is super, super powerful. Understand our purpose and our calling and what our soul wants to do in this lifetime. That's a whole other incredible uh, deep dive into like, oh, what am I meant to do? Your soul has a plan. And a lot of the information is coded in that North Node. Collectively, we are also working every 18 months. It's a new cycle of working with a North Node and a South Node. North and South node are always in, there's six axes basically in astrology based on the 12 signs and they all work complementary and opposite to each other. So they balance each other out. Aries is paired with Libra. Aries is a sign of me and Libra is the sign of we, of relationships of one-to-one. It's the seventh house. It's the house of marriage. It's the house of bridge building. So when we look at a conversation with the North Node, we're talking about self, self-advocacy, the inner spark, who we really are. What does it take to really unearth the courage now to, to walk your own path and walk your own talk? Not somebody else's, but yours. And then we balance that out with the South Node conversation in Libra, which we are living at the same time. And Whenever a, whenever we're working in a sign in the South Node, we always want to look at it in terms of what are the sort of shadow aspects of it. Every sign has its incredible things and its things that's like, oh, there's something here that's really sort of in its detriment. And for Libra, if we see, oh, it's a sign of relationships, great. And it's also in its detriment, it's a sign of being extremely codependent. It's a sign of guilt trips. It's a sign of thinking we Everything for everybody else, but instead of doing it from a place where we know it's in our deepest intention to radiate that out, we're basically responding and then feeling depleted and then feeling resentful and then feeling angry and then giving people guilt trips because, but I did this thing for you. That's the, can I say shitty? That's the, <laughs> that's the shitty that's the shitty Libra conversation. It's like, <laughs> but I did all of these things for you. And now look at how you, Aries says, I'm going to first do the work of mining in to see what it is that I'm going to radiate out. And, you know, and ultimately does support another person or their collective, but it's not a manipulative energy. So expect, it's almost like we're driving on this highway of self. And then there's all these detours that say, you know, codependent exit here you know <laughs> uh deplete yourself for the sake of everybody else exit there people pleaser. and people pleaser oh my god people pleaser and then you know anytime I hear oh but you know I'm here to be to do everything for everybody else and that's just so noble and uh, yes wrong, wrong, wrong. yes yes because imagine a world lofty beautiful goals imagine a world where everybody understands who they are and all their imperfect vulnerabilities and quirks and gifts and is just kind of exploring through life. I know who I am. And then from that point, I interact with others. All of a sudden you have a whole bunch of really responsible humans that yeah. aren't doing things to basically get something in return. That's what, that's a very transactional nature of a Libra and its detriment. It's gotcha. I do this because if I help you, it fills me up. And then, but everybody's in its own, in their own world. And so then we have this kind of intermittent energies and weird things that then it's almost like a year where it's like, you gotta, we gotta clean it up. Gotta clean up <laughs> your side of the road. Everybody gets to do that or whoever feels, you know, chooses to do that. So this cleanups are messy. So this uh, Aries Libra, relationship is through this entire year. So it began in the yes. middle of last year yes. and goes through this whole year. We're going to be shifting. So and people then are already feeling this. Yes. You've been feeling this since June this gotcha. of 2023. We're going to be living this through January of 2025. But then in January, the conversation will shift. That'll be for next year's podcast because okay, you yeah. guys are going to yeah. rock it till next year. <laughs> um We'll talk about commitment and uh, consistency as one of the other big themes for, for this year. But um, 
So 2025, then the North nodes go in reverse and the nodes aren't a physical, you know, object in the sky, like, you know, planets. Uh, the nodes are basically a mathematical point that has to do with the Earth's and the moon's orbit and where they intersect. It's all we need to know. It's a point that's just symbolic and they go in reverse. So whereas the signs go Aries, Taurus, Gemini, one, two, three, when we're working with the nodes, they go in the opposite direction. So while now we're working with this Aries energy, when we shift the nodal conversation in January, 2025, we're going to be working with Pisces energy, which is basically the energy of the unknown, the energy of deep magic of like all that is of everything. So so we better get our shit together this year. We better, you know what? You, I was, I was trying to find like the, the, the sort of, you know, correct way, but yes, get your shit together. Get it we together. better, we better get our shit together because if not, we're gonna be entering the space. This, I don't want to say it in like it's. This isn't a. This isn't a. Oh, we're gonna miss out. It's more about oh, look at the opportunity. Yeah, the conversation where the North Node is pointing us towards this very liminal connection, like dropping the veil, like really going into deep magic. But the thing about deep magic is it can be very um, disconnecting and it can totally take you out of yourself and your body. So we always have to balance, you know, all the things, but Aries, it's like, okay, who am I? As rudimentary as that sounds, it's like foundational, literally the first sign of the Zodiac. This is a foundation. This is the baby's first cry. This is the spark that starts it all. And then, okay, I have that little spark. And then how do I imagine we're lighting this torch that you're holding yourself very courageously and valiantly. Aries is also this warrior energy. And then we're going to walk into the realms of the deep unknown in this Pisces territory, which we don't even know what's going to happen there with this torch <laughs> in hand ready to light the way. It just makes sense. This is why I love looking at astrology because it just kind of lays out this beautiful path. That's not like, oh, fate-based, like, oh, this is what, it's just like all opportunity. It's basically like walking into the storybook and going, where do I go with this? And I love the idea of looking at things as quests and things, and, and like, you know, that emboldens us to try on different things as we explore the world. Absolutely. So this is this is the time when your torch may be finished. You may have given somebody else your torch. You may not, you may be so fearful of holding your torch, like, you know, firmly in front of you because, oh, how dare I hold my own torch so <laughs> like clearly in front of me? What will people think when I walk around the world with this very determined way of being myself? That's, that's the, that's the rub. That's yeah. the, if anybody's feeling a little prickly about that, like, just imagine yourself viscerally holding your torch, like, and not burning anything down with it, you know, <laughs> illuminating because Aries yeah. can also want to burn some ish down and be yeah. like, all right. <laughs> so it's a, you know, it's, it's the dance, it's the work. And yeah, so that's in a, in a vast nutshell, a yes. big one. So no, no small um, year ahead for sure. No small year for sure. And we've been, we're at this, we're at this point where there's all these energies that are shifting in really big ways. There's a whole Pluto conversation where he's, you know, really transiting into the sign of Aries this year. There's a conversation here around power dynamics. Pluto's been in Capricorn for two decades and he's going to then move into Aquarius for another couple of decades. So this is big, big, big generational, very transformative energy. Um, so we're going to be working with those themes as well. We have Saturn playing in the sign of Pis first degrees of Pisces. He was conjunct the moon last night, actually, as we, as we record this. And Saturn wants to bring things into form. Saturn wants to help us with the consistency of our dreams while he works in the realm of Pisces. Another reason to notice and pull the threads together is okay well if we know next year we're going to be working with this north node in pisces saturn wants to prep you saturn wants to go honey bunches great you're <laughs> gonna have a you're gonna get even more dreams next year amazing awesome what are you gonna do about it what's your system what's your process what's your relationship with time what's your relationship with boundaries 
not just the boundaries of like, oh, I have my own boundaries because that's something. And I think we've like, whatever, that's another topic. <laughs> and also it's a, it's kind of a conversation we've made up in our heads that takes us away from our own sense of self responsibility. But this is just me pondering deeper subjects. Yeah, it's but a good Saturn, conversation for another podcast for sure. Yes, it is. It is for sure. Uh, is about frameworks. Saturn uh, is is the father figure uh, that in the most caring sense says, great, you have all these dreams. What are you going to do about them? Like you have to be able to put them in a container to then actually make them happen. Right. What's your like, structure? What's your foundation? Yeah. Plan and dream all you want. Great. And he just sits there with his arms crossed going, <laughs> awesome. So Saturn says, and then, you know, it, Jupiter and Uranus are like, okay, they want to break us into new sort of break. There's this breaking is big and breaking. Let's not be afraid of it. Let's just be like open to the curiosity of that. Um, and the self-advocacy to understand ourselves and have that bold, grounded, you know, forward vision. So that when things break, which they will, because they must, uh, in big, big collective ways and in individual ways, then, okay, let's have some sense of who am I and some systems in place that I can navigate through. Um, so Saturn and Pisces is another, is another big one. Um, that's going to have a conversation for also the entire year. Um, and, and so just big picture, it is a year where we're going to be tasting a lot of new energies. And so there's like a flipping, there's like a turning of the page, not quite a flipping over, but it's like a real turning. And so imagine us all tasting, stepping into new waters. A lot of the things I feel we've been kind of, you know, especially if we're, you know, we're, if we're leaning in and tapping and, and looking into tapping into insights, right? Of where that kind of sort of like, oh, what's, there's a lot of threads, I think that we've already been feeling into that might make, might be making us right now for the past few years, really frustrated that things aren't moving in the way that we kind of feel them or think they should. And it's in a deep way because they're not yet materialized. And then now they're going to start to kind of like, okay, click into place. And so to, uh, to have the, um, I want to say to have the trust in ourselves and in each other that we're kind of been already sort of feeling into things that will now become a little more, um, evident perhaps. And, and this is a pivotal, a pivotal year for that. And it's also preparing us for other things that will, you know, uh, inevitably come and transform, but it's, it's, it's a very dynamic um, space. And the more we look at that, you know, that, that sense of self, that sense of, um, being comfortable navigating the challenging breaks ahead and being willing to, uh, to disrupt your systems and the systems and just having, being open to that conversation within you, I think is going to be really powerful. So you also mentioned break down, break through. And so one of our questions is about what are kind of the pitfalls or the things to be like, okay, this is coming this year, be aware, don't freak out or be nervous or anxious or run, but what do we need? And it sounds like breakdowns, breakthroughs may be on that. Yeah. You have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. So um, I'm uh, I'm really curious about that end of April, mid-April, mid-May period. That's a big one. It's a, it's a conjunction. That's the space between um, Jupiter and Uranus, a conjunction is happening in the sign of Taurus and Taurus represents, it's a second sign of the Zodiac represents our foundations, our values, our self-worth, our resources, what we hold dear. It's also about peace, harmony, beauty, the senses, um, 
connected to the sign of to the planet Venus and Venusian energy. So Uranus has been working its way in Taurus, literally churning the ground of because see, if we peel pull back just a little bit before working in the Aries Libra no territory, we were working in the Taurus Scorpio territory. That was the preamble to where we are now. And that conversation, Taurus North Node, was pointing us towards our values. So I always said during that time, it's like our values were going through the eye of the needle. And anything that didn't sort of fit through that precise space was falling away. Things were shifting. Okay. Relationships were shifting, right? You can probably look back at that time and pinpoint certain things that felt like very... For sure. I had a lot of value conversations with clients that, yeah. 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 Like so conversation. Yes, exactly. So what do I value? And that comes after the period of when we were all in, during the pandemic reassessing things. So even that mirrors that conversation, we came out of that experience or, you know, crawled our way out of that experience with what conversations around What's what really do I value? Is. What's really important? How do I balance things out? Um, you know, Uranus, again, this planet of freedom, disruption, um, freedom seeking, uh, he's connected to, uh, you know, that, that, that sense of going again, he wants to take you from your conditioned self to your essence. One of the biggest conversations Uranus has personally with each of us has to do with the period of life known as the midlife crisis. There's a very strong astrological basis for this. Um, between the years of 41, 42, 43, depending on the person in your chart, Uranus stands in opposition to itself uh, at, at, your, at the point in birth. And what this means is there is a big point of challenge in before and after. And that is typically a time when most of us have the conversation of, oh, I've been doing life in this certain way for all these years, but what, who am I really? And so that gives you a sense of the, the, the role that Uranus plays. When he was in Taurus, he was churning and disrupting the way we saw our value resources, um, you know, uh, things shifted in the financial industries, all that. The opposite energy of that is Scorpio, which was in the South Node. Purge upon purge upon purge. Scorpio composts things. Scorpio is death. Scorpio is transformation. Scorpio is a sign of... So, and then Taurus is a sign of like birth, earth, new seedlings. So all this earth was getting composted for new things to grow. Grow where? Well, let's go right into the Aries North Node. Deepen your your heart of hearts and the core of who you are. And then we have in this April conversation, this activation point in the sign of Taurus that's been getting churned, two lightning bolts coming together and blasting that earth spot for new things to grow. So whatever we've been, whatever seeds we think we've been sowing, get ready for them to be like completely turned on its head. Yeah. You're going to emerge one day out there and your garden, your symbolic garden of life is going to be like exploded into a bajillion pieces, <laughs> but a new seed will be planted. A new seed that came from this like lightning energy and powerful because it's sudden, it's super, it's charged with a lot of energy. And if we place our trust and again, we work consciously, which means we are open to this conversation then whatever emerges there, I think we can pretty much guarantee, guarantee is a strong word, but let's do it. Let's guarantee that it's something that will absolutely benefit this future version of yourself that you're so desiring to see come to life. Um, and then Saturn will be there waiting for you going, okay, great. Now what do we do about it? <laughs> So oh, between yeah. January, well, between now really and the beginning of February, we need, or the beginning of April, we need to be really conscious of who we are, where we are, what we want, mm -hmm. and be open to the implosion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the explosion so that we are ready for what's next. Because mm -hmm. that's the exciting piece, at least for me. And I yes. think Maria too, we're like, 
what's next? Cool. Let's blow this shit up and yeah. keep going, right? <laughs> but most people are not like we feel about it. Most people are not like, let's blow up. Um, they're like, oh my God, my foundation. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, but, right. but if we know it's coming, right. get really clear about who you are at the beginning yeah. of the year. Really sit with yourself. Understand yourself. So that when it comes, you're like, okay, I'm ready. Right. Mm-hmm. I've got my torch in front of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes. Some foundation and working yes. in a container, that structure. I love that. I mean, yes. I'm excited. Other people might be freaking out, but I'm excited. No, I'm definitely excited. <laughs> I think it's exciting. And again, it's, it's, let's, let's, let's zoom it out into longer visions and cycles of what that means for us. So that we don't just, you know, because I'm excited too, but my tendency, and this is a very Jupiterian energy, is that we get excited and then it's like, okay, great. And what's next? Yeah. So I may be guilty of that. Right? A <laughs> little, little bit. Like that's, that's so me like, oh yeah, awesome. Let's blow this ish up. And then this is where the other conversations around consistency will like really play into it so that we can really notice how my voice is just there was a rhythm here that and interestingly I got such a magnificent download um last night working and like conversing with the moon and Saturn because they were together in the sky how the moon is going to be a pivotal pivotal um resource for us to work in the realm of the mind and it's like it's a, it's a, it's a growing conversation in me, but it's really interesting because it's rhythmic. It's cyclical. It's like a, a, what the, the phrase that came to me last night, it's like the metronome that we need, you know, the metronomes. Mm-hmm. That... Yep. So, right. We're writing our symphony. We want to play the piano. We want to play a certain instrument and that tick, 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 that's Saturn. And that tick, tick, tick could either make us, make us worried about the, the, you know, oh, time is running out or it could make us excited to click into a rhythm. And it doesn't mean that within that rhythm, we can't explore and have a ton of fun and be in joy, but boy, do we need that click, 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 because there are (laughs) so many of us out there. And I have conversations with women just like us. (laughs) all the time that we are just so great at the dreaming and the planning and the visioning and ah, live your most magical life. (laughs) And then what happens? We get bored. We get bored and we're like, all right, what's next? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that's a big one because otherwise your ideas just will not come into form. Your journal will be, and I've been saying this for years and it feels so, so like palpable this year. Again, this is one of those things I've been saying for years and I even felt like really like awkward saying it. It is this, don't let your journal be the place where your dreams go to die. Yeah. Period. Don't let your journal be the place where your dreams go to die. Your journal is going to hold a lot of things. Your journal, meaning your symbolic place where you literally like, you know, there's a lot there. So much can just stay on the page. So it's not about doing everything, but it is about doing a picking. We get to pick a lane. I'm calling it, it's, it's the conversation is about the carousel, which Marnie knows because we talked about it at length in her reading. Damn carousel. Yeah. The damn carousel. And I was listening listening to your podcast today. I've been listening about the carousel and the. Oh, good. Focus is freeing. Yes. Yeah. How did you feel hearing about the carousel? Like viscerally. And I, at first I was like, I don't want to stay on that carousel and keep going around. I want to go to the roller coaster and I want to go to this and I want to go to that. So like, but then the more you talked about it, the more it made sense. And when you said focus is freeing, I was like, ah, that makes sense. So much sense. You want to share the carousel? So we're not just teasing our listeners. This is so, you you know what? I am going to tease it so you can go watch that video. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Oh yeah. Now you have to go watch it. This part of part of my carousel is doing that. So I'm stretching myself. I'm feeling uncomfortable <laughs> right now, but I don't care. But I will say, yes. Yeah, so you get to go to my YouTube or podcast and listen to that. What I will say, uh, Maria Elena is 
thank you for expressing that. And I feel it. I feel it with you. I'm right there. <laughs> um, and so committed to having that carousel conversation and really working with it myself and others, because it's going to be a game changer. It sounds so simple. And I have the feeling it's, it could be one of the most profound things that we shift, um, as a collective of creatrixes. Yeah. You know, we're women up to big things. But how are we going to change the fucking world if <laughs> we're bouncing around from ride to ride because yeah. it's fun and freeing and we're afraid to lock ourselves in. So it's time to completely like blow that up and know that we're, we're kind of outgrown, I think. And this, you know, take with it whatever resonates. But if you you might be feeling like you've outgrown the trying lots of different things doesn't mean we're it it doesn't mean we're not so multi-passionate multifaceted that is me i am that and i love that about me and i love that about other women because that is the part of life where we experiment but there is an aspect of your path of growth a very tangible one that you have been avoiding getting on this friggin' carousel. <laughs> and that's the one that's going to make a big difference in our growth. Yeah. Because it's going to shift our mindset. This year also is a lot about the mind, the mind conversation. Um, another tease about this whole moon thing is really had to do with, okay, so the mind is the projector and everything that we do Everything that we feel, everything that we intuit, everything that we receive through the beautiful realm of imagination and intuition must go through the mind to turn into form. Think about it. The mind is the hub, the literal brain, I'm talking about the brain, is the hub that contains all of the tools necessary. If a person happens to go brain dead, they are still very much connected to a realm beyond what we can perceive here and now, right? That is a just amazing conversation to have. But in the here and now, in this beautiful, tangible world that we have chosen and opted into to play during this particular lifetime, the way to get anything out, speech, writing, creativity, projects, you name it, the mind is like this beautiful gatekeeper, but it's been like, you know, we, we have to now we've been talking about, oh, well, you got to like less doing and more being less doing and more being. Okay. We've been talking about that. Okay, great. I think we're, we've, all right, let's trust that an integral part of us kind of has that locked in. So instead of now sort of going back to like, quote unquote, old ways of only working with our mind and our cognition. Well, now we know we have all these other ways to bring out our gifts. But hello, like reality check, they have to come through the realm of the mind. Mm -hmm. So the more we prime our mind to work with us as a tool, as a delivery system, as a channel, really, it's a delivery system. Right. And I this agree. is also it's in good. the realm of Saturn and Pike, right? So I'd love right, to rather than guys, driving, it's a it's a tool and we use it, it doesn't use us. Absolutely. It's so it's the cart and the horse. Something I think <laughs> you and I also talked yes, about. We did talk about the cart. Right? <laughs> Marty Marty has all the Marty and I have so many codes we're working through together. <laughs> we do. The cart and the horse. The horse is everything that is is your being is your, is, you know, the living, breathing being. And then the cart is the delivery system, the mind, right? We've been putting the mind before everything else. And then we're the pushing that and trying to make things happen. That's why, well, things really don't feel aligned or this or that. Okay. So we got to put the horse in its proper place, but it is still pulling the cart because a horse just running around rampant on the field, beautiful. <laughs> And, and, and there are moments for that, but you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we want to do all these things, but we just want to run around like the horse, no cart attached, like, <laughs> and then, and then we have, we're looking at, you know, calendar moments, like the turning of a year or the end of a month or the end of a quarter 
because many of us are building also, we want to build businesses. We have goals. We want, we have books we want to write. We have, you know, art pieces we want to create, you name it. Courses we want to run, all this stuff. And then you're looking and you're going, wait a minute, but why didn't this happen? I, I had such a clear vision of this. I really were thought- out in the this... field running around. Because <laughs> we're out in the field running around. <laughs> and then it's like the other- always projecting out like, oh, we have this vision in the stream and then we put it out. Let's say we have our newsletter, right? We come up with an idea. I've been here so many times and you put it out there and then it's like either crickets or one person responds or it's just, you know, and you're like, oh, there it is. Well, did you do all the sort of reps necessary to get yourself in a place where that was a really viable idea? So we get to find the sweet spot between trying out different things. I'm not saying don't. I'm all about experimenting and I see life as a laboratory. But there's also part in that some somewhere in that laboratory that there is one experiment that has been bubbling around and you haven't really dedicated yourself to it. So now we got to go look and go like, okay, this is the point where I'm going to dedicate myself and create certain parameters, a very Saturnian loving word parameters around what that looks like this is the carousel this is the carousel i was gonna say i'm calling it the carousel because yeah. carousels are also what they're magical they connect us with our innocence but it is a circle it is a circle it's cyclical it's rhythmic and when we can move past the point of the discomfort of i really want to get off this thing <laughs> right there there will be a magic transformative moment where you will go wow we will just get it. It'll click if we, if it'll click and it'll be like, oh, oh, okay. And then we'll be able to leave that carousel doing its thing. And then we can go on, focus on another ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're riding carousels. We're blowing shit up. <laughs> we're, we're creating foundations. Yes. We're figuring out who we are. Yes. So no small year. <laughs> Just a couple we things. We, we did. We saw yeah. something big coming. Is so. yeah. yeah. So Maria and I have been talking a lot about 2024, and there's this, and a lot of my peers, I have this conversation. There's this sense of something coming, and it feels. It feels globally large. It doesn't feel necessarily personal, though I think it will affect us personally. Right. Is this that or is there something else? Well, I I feel uh, I feel this the same about 2024. I also feel that it is very highly optimistic. Um and you know, again, some people listen to that and go, oh, okay, let's break some shit up. And <laughs> that would be and <laughs> feels optimistic. Uh -huh. And some people are like, oh my God. Like, again? let's, yeah. so, uh, like, why? Like, no, um, I don't think we're going to be dealing with anything that's in the realm of where we were the past few years. I, yes, definitely something that affects all of us. And then individually, how do we, you know, receive and, and create from that space. Um, it just feels like a big pivot year of opportunity. And what I've always said and known, especially when we, you know, you get on this, I call it soul school. It's like, okay, you sign up for soul school, which means that through there's certain lessons that you kind of enter into the, you know, you enter into the room, a certain classroom where you're learning a certain thing. So this year is the year where many of us see this big, room that says self-advocacy and we're like oh what does that mean and we can walk past it or we can go inside and go you know what i, I i'm intrigued hard subject scary kind of teacher this is the caterpillar going i'm ready for you <laughs> and you know sipping vaping on a thing and he's like oh yes i'm gonna i'm gonna destroy you alice um, and you're like huh. Twitch, eye twitching. But then if you keep walking past that room, it's kind of like, um, but, but then isn't that the most the key conversation to have like that? Yeah. So there's that. And then what happens when we enroll willingly into, which is, again, I think why the cosmic conversation is so beautiful. 
because it's all these opportunities to enroll yourself in different soul, soul school um, topics. What happens is you're actually taking the class. You're learning. You're getting quizzes and tests. Pop quiz. Things will fall apart. Things will break. Why? So that you learn. The universe says, oh, you you want to enroll in the school self-advocacy? Marnie and Maria Elena? Great. <laughs> Come on in. And you're like, yay. And just like the first day of school, when your pencils are sharpened and everything smells like new and you got your trapper keeper with a unicorn on it, (laughs) right? And you're like, I am so ready for this. And then get introduction. And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, ah, that, okay. Welcome to the work. Mm-hmm. welcome to the work the teacher looks at you and you huff and puff and the teacher which is your version of your higher self which makes it even more profound goes listens and nods her head nods her head and goes okay okay i hear you welcome to the work and you're like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can dry your tears and go okay great where what do, what do i need to work on what do i need to it's just it's just like it is. And so we can't ask to grow in our self-development, our soul development. We can't ask for that and then not be prepared yeah, to see the work. lessons come through. And it's not that the universe is being real, like, ah, I'm going to get you. <laughs> like, uh, what other way will you learn? Like, and that's when, I, you know, having that perspective, then all of a sudden flips everything on its head from getting stuck in traffic to having your husband be diagnosed with an incurable illness. All of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, somehow my soul came prepared for this. This is not easy, but in some way this is necessary. And how I view this is everything. Again, self-advocacy, self through this and how I am uncompromising understanding that and also self-advocacy another huge component is this empowerment it is you are self-generative energy like you have the power to shift it to see it differently you you it comes from you um it must yeah it has to i think that's why this piece in the beginning of the year is so important if you are holding that torch, like you said, and you have advocated and you know who you are, then regardless of what's thrown at you, it, you may wobble, but you're not going to break. You're not going to fall. Absolutely. You're like, okay, let me dust myself off and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just having us walking throughout this whole year with this torch. And at first it might be, maybe it's like really fiery for certain people right now. And they're like, yeah. And then a thunderstorm will come and it'll just like gonna be like oh no so then what do you do okay or some people it's just like a little flicker and then it'll grow and then it'll i'm just imagining us like literally questing through this like land of all these things happening and then at the end of the year we are bruised and muddy and you know we're like look like we've been through it but we have a torch that is blazing (laughs) at just the right like blazing it's warming us. It's a head. It's showing other people like the light. It's like, dude, talk about blazing a trail. I mean, there's so many yeah, beautiful ways <laughs> to light, like, literally light the way, everything. But you have to hold the torch. This is the, this is the essence of it. And your hand is going to get tired sometimes from holding the torch. Welcome to the work. Yeah. <laughs> torch will fall down on the floor and maybe in a lake and you know, I <laughs> retrieve the torch and dry it off and light it back up. Welcome to the work. Yeah. Somebody might like look at your torch and go, what's that? You might want to try to hide it. You know, if, if think about hiding your torch, like it's going to burn your pocket. Like it's, it can't be hidden. It has to be, you know, it has to be like there. Yeah. And the way we do everything and the way we explore and experiment and become more vulnerable and authentic and all those like cliche to dial up several notches because 
we're wearing so many masks and we're so heavy with the burdens of having to be multiple things for all sorts of different people. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And, and, and is there, again, is there anything more beautiful than a person standing on their own two bare feet or sitting down? I think about my husband in a wheelchair. So I want to be like conscious of and holding the torch. And sometimes you'll need somebody else to help you. You still keep your hand on the torch though, but somebody else might come up and be like, I got you. Are we open to also seeing that? And then allowing that person to also hold their torch while they continue on their path. The year it's of just the torch. The year of the torch. It. The year of the torch. <laughs> we're going to blow shit up and we're going to light our way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very fiery. Also, also, all of the Mercury retrogrades this year, interestingly enough, are happening in fire signs. Ooh. We have we get three retrogrades every year. I think four sometimes, but mainly three. And they all happen in a certain... I've been actually studying this recently. So it's just like, oh, they all happen in the same um, element. So... And all fire. Or, Interesting. So in all fire. So the review periods, which is what Mercury provides us, we're all, are all going to be happening in this fire element. Wow. Um, I love fire because it's... it's um it's both sides of the coin, mm -hmm. right? It burns things down so they can be renewed. It gives us fire. It heats our food, right? It, there's, mm -hmm. it's a creative energy. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's good. Fire. The year of the torch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is now so-called yeah. the year of the torch. <laughs> <sighs> yes, 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 yes. Wow. Well, that was amazing. Do, do you have any other questions? I feel like I, I have a lot to chew on. There's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So insightful. Thank you so much. Yeah. My pleasure. My Thank pleasure. You. Thank that you guys for the space. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, again, you can find Maria Alejandra or MA <laughs> on walking in magic she has a youtube channel and a podcast and um she does private readings and all kinds of amazing juicy work so please look her up follow like share all the all the good things all, that stuff. <laughs> all the good things so that you can hear more of her amazing insight it was it's always a pleasure to talk with you thank, thank you so you. much for agreeing to Same. do this and mm -hmm. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy Year of the Torch. <laughs> We're ready. Let's let's uh let's light it up. <laughs> yes. Thank you it. so much. You're very welcome. Until next time, I'm Marnie, audaciously questioning everything. And I'm Maria Elena, whimsically guiding you on your way.